Ratchelone. What it is. Chilling, cuh. Yeah, it's what we've been doing about all day. Well, no, not all day. About uh, one o'clock. We hit them. We got on them hogs, or tried to get on them hogs. Yeah, didn't even see a squirrel. No, but you know it come up a cloud on us, too. It did. It come up a cloud. Not like the scene out of Forrest Gump when they were walking through the rain. When it, it was raining so hard one time, it felt like the water was coming up from underneath. Is exactly. that what you're talking about? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, we tried to get on some pigs on some public land. Red-blooded outdoors, by the way. Yeah, that, that's Cornbread and Coney. We ain't going to ask you what you've been doing, Coney. You just, you ain't going to get that situated <laughs> in your mind. So we ain't even going there no more. Okay. Red-blooded outdoors. Labor Day 2021. We, uh. Oh, it is Labor Day, ain't it? Yeah. We tried to get on some pigs this morning on some public land. Not knowing, uh, where they was at. But this is usually how we start our pig hunts. Yeah. Is we start beginning a small game. And we sort of start out in one location if we don't talk to nobody that's seen them or. You know, seen some good sign. We just get out there and put the boots on the ground yeah. and go to looking. Just get out there and get to walking. So we All start. Right. We started where uh, where somebody had seen some during last turkey season, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I really wasn't expecting to to get on them, other than the fact that uh, it was in the seventies this morning. Yeah. Here, overcast. So I was hoping they'd be up moving around a little bit because it's not as hot. So we got down on the creek bottom and uh, got into some thick in hopes of jumping some. Uh, but one thing I noticed is that creek that creek was a rock bottom. Did you notice that? Yeah. So I seen acorns falling. We seen muscadines, but we walked a good mile, mile and a half with no pig sign at all. Mm-mm. And that was where the creek was a rock bottom. And yeah. did did you notice when the creek stopped? What, do you got a chigger or something? No. You were aggravating the far out of me over there scratching. Hey. You got a tick on you no. or a chigger? I mean, what's going? You podcasting or grooming? I'm just sort of over here chilling, you know. Well, you you, well, po- you podcasting well, or grooming? Well, what's going on right now? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What in the world, son? Uh, so when we got over there to where the, the rock bottom of the creek stopped, that's when the sign picked up. So it made me wonder, okay, you know them hogs, they, they got a waller. They got to get that mud on them. They got to be down in that in that water, especially coming out of the dog days of summer that creek over there might have been just too much for them to be messing around with you know being laid up and bedded down having the rock bottom you see what i'm saying yeah they got all that mud down in there to waller in yeah the the ground was too hard for them to to root up and stuff and dig up does that make sense yeah so that's what made me think because when we got to where like i said about a mile mile and a half the creek was a rock bottom, and uh, they wasn't hardly no sign. Even where 
the acorns were, and yeah. you, you know, and good. the musky downs were. We didn't even see them down in there. No, and I didn't see nowhere where any pigs had been rubbing on any trees or anything. But now, when we got past the rock bottom of the creek, then uh, started seeing some yeah. old rutting and whatnot. Yeah, started seeing it, the rooting and stuff like that. But you know, that was old sign. That was old sign. So when we go again, we're going to have to hit a different creek bottom. Because that, that sign to me looked may, maybe right after turkey season. Yeah, you know probably. what I mean? Had had plenty of pine straw on it. It didn't. It did not have anything growing out of it, though. Mm-hmm. So, so when I'm looking for a sign, I'm looking at all that. I'm looking, all right, is it covered up? What's it covered up with? Pine straw, leaves, you know, to sort of tell me how old it is. If it's in the sun, is it dried out or if it does it have some moisture to it so it's, you know, like freshly rooted up. But I'm also thinking, does it have vegetation growing in it? Because especially here in the southeast, things grow pretty quick. Now, when a hog roots up an area, Nine times out of ten, they're going to decimate what's ever in that general area. Oh, yeah. They're rooting up, right? They're going to get all the roots, all the seeds, everything out of that one area. Yeah, they're going to eat it all. But the way things grow here in the southeast, especially in a lighted area or something like that, if it's months old, if it happened at the beginning, like a spring or the end of spring, there still be some little sprouts coming up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's going to be something growing in it. And and there wasn't any sprouts coming up in what we found. So maybe it's not as old as what I thought. Probably not. Because I, didn't, I never even thought about it like that. Stuff growing up through it. I don't even think about that. So, so then I'm looking, okay, for the area. Because, you know, hogs generally travel in packs as well. Groups. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. Um. So I'm looking, okay, does this appear to be one or two hogs or a mama with a bunch of sows or a whole big group of hogs? And that didn't look like a whole big group. So when we're going in there, planning on jumping a pig, small game season in Georgia, public land, we can't hunt with a high-powered rifle. So we have to hunt with small game weapons. So we got... A 20, shotgun, twenty gauge, and yeah. twenty two long rifle, and a twenty two mag. Yeah, some it. some people will say, "Well, no, a twenty gauge." Look, trust me, been there, done that. Thirty yards in, a, a pig forty pounds or other under, is gonna put him on the ground. Oh yeah, you you might have to hit him again, but that that we're easing, we're easing. And trying to jump these jokers up. We ain't sitting there waiting on them taking a shot from 40 to 70 yards with the 22 mag. I mean, yeah. we, we're trying to get up close and personal. To me, to me, I ain't sitting there. It's too hot to be sitting there just chilling. And do you notice? Have you noticed when we was down there when we would stop? Because a lot of times we stop and listen. Because yeah. they, they make a bunch of racket. Oh, yeah. You can hear them the next hill over. You know, there's going to be, a, if it's a group especially, they might be a little squeal or two. or 
you can hear some grunting. Uh, now today, it was raining, you know, on and off, so rustling might have been a little hard to hear. But did you notice when we would stop and listen how the mosquitoes would just attack, attack you? Yeah. And then when you started moving, you didn't have any problems with them. Mm-mm. Uh, that everywhere you go hunting, though. You always got something flying in your ear. I always see you up there swatting by your ear and all that. They don't. They don't ever bother me like that. Maybe just my hearing's so good that I'm hearing them far away. I don't think it is. And you got all that long hair. You got that that mullet. Yeah, but that don't affect my hearing any. Covering that up go, your that ears. That goes down the back of my neck. I see your hair covering your ears all the time. No, you don't. Yes, I. You need to put that thing in a ponytail. No. It's what you need. I'm to gonna do. start wearing then one braid. Huh? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rat tail it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make it a rat tail towards the end of the summer. Just year. just one big old <laughs> rat tail. Yeah. You're gonna get you a dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> and a pair of them pit vipers. Oh. Oh yeah. Man. Hmm. That changed the that changed the whole mood of the podcast, kind of. There you go. <laughs> just telling you. So. That's basically how we start out trying to find these pigs. Now, these pigs we're hunting ain't ag pigs. They're not coming to fields, uh, hitting agriculture, rooting up fields. These, these are pigs that's down these, there in the thicks, huh? Well, they're, they're on ridges. I can't really, I say, I mean, we're hunting on Brazel Mountain. You know what I mean? So yeah. they are mountain pigs, but man, they travel. They cover some ground. You know, and there's there's plenty of pigs up there, but you have got to find the basic area that they're in and sort of follow them throughout the whole season. Now, those big boars, they'll be solitary. They'll be off by themselves. There ain't no, no telling where you'll find them at. What do you think covers the most ground, a pig or a turkey? Because a turkey covers a lot of ground. Oh, yeah, but I, th- I mean throughout the year? Yeah. I'd say a, a hog. A pig easily think so. up here where we're at, yeah. Now down in in the swamps, you know, down in South Georgia or around those ag fields, they're still covering a bunch of ground, but not like these mountain pigs. Nothing like these mountain pigs. I promise hmm. you, nothing at all. I mean, these jokers is is following greenery. They're they're following. Now they will if you got a food plot. Oh, they'll tear that thing up. If you got a food plot, especially when it freezes, when it freezes, that's when you hit them food plots around here on public land because if you're after pigs, because when it freezes, that sunlight comes out and it softens that ground a little bit and it makes it uh, easier for them to root in that food plot than it does anywhere else. Plus, plus, you know, the majority of the time when, when things start freezing around here, it's in January and February. And yeah. If if the acorns and stuff are gone, it's around that time anyhow. That's usually when we get our our hard freezes, you yeah, know. Man. is yeah, yeah, right we'll, right we'll, right. we'll have a good kick like mid-December where we'll have like a la- few. Like last year? Yeah. It, it was it was everything was frozen on Christmas. Right, but but normally it's like the beginning of January. Yeah, is when our sure enough cold starts, and then we got what a good two or three weeks of it normally. So you know, that you know how it is down here in the in the winter. We 
It's just the wettest and coldest thing in the world down here. Uh, our, all it does is rain and stay cold. Yeah, but our cold ain't compared to the cold up north. Well, I don't want that cold then. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't compared to that, son. Trust me. So, yeah, that's when you get on them food plots around here is uh when when it freezes up, them, them pigs will like to hit them, them food plots. Yeah. So that's uh next time we go, we'll just hit a different creek bottom and find the freshest sign we can find. Which when we when we got done walking the creek, we cut off on that fire break. Yeah, we seen a little bit of sun on that yeah, fire break. Yeah, but that's that is when that's when the creek stopped being a rock bottom. Yeah, because I remember yeah. now because right there where that was at was just like that little bitty branch. Yeah, that just went across the fire break right yeah. there for a little bit. So you take that and you put it in you, you put it in you, you file in your brain, and say, okay, well I'm trying to find these pigs, you know trying to find these pigs and it's hot well i'm not going to that part of the creek because that's a rock bottom now that that don't mean they ain't pigs gonna be bedded up in that thick stuff you know all them vines and poison oak and all that good nasty stuff they just like to get into them briar thickets that don't mean that but what that means is they ain't wallering that creek you know what i mean they ain't making no wallers and and bedding up in the creek because you know they'll do that too. We still we still seen some good deer sign down in there though. Right, so that's the point I'm getting at is we got some good deer sign. Some some uh, I didn't see any rubs, so I ain't gonna say you know we was trying to get on a buck or anything like that. But where the acorns was and the muscadines, uh, they in there feeding. So that's that seen what they call scat. So so next weekend season opens if i was going to go we know exactly where to go exactly where to set up bam you know that i like to deer hunt like that i like to hunt just teetotally fresh new spots it don't bother me if i hunt a different spot every single time it just don't bother me now if there's a nice deer that i know that's in the area you know i, I try to I'd go for him. For lack of better words, I probably wear it out too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as as far as our hunting, the way we deer hunt, we're we're just hunting for meat. We're hunting for fun. We're hunting to hunt. Yeah. We don't do much trophy hunting when it comes to deer hunting. And I'm not knocking anybody that does trophy hunt. If that's how you want to hunt, go for it. But I know we could go next Sunday and I would feel very confident. By what we seen today, that we'd have a chance at a deer. Oh yeah. And that's every time I'm hunting, it, it's regardless of whether I'm squirrel hunting, pig hunting, deer hunting, turkey hunting, coon hunting. I'm looking at at everything for the next possible season, for the next possible hunt. You see what I'm saying? But that's another yeah. reason I like to I like to cl- uh, c- cover so much ground is because of, of those opportunities. You know what I mean? I think people miss out a lot if they go to one particular area and they say, okay, and like I said, not knocking a trophy hunter. They just but, go in and sit there in one spot for four or five hours at a time, go out, get them some lunch, and come back and sit there again for four or five more hours. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you 
I think you miss a lot of what's really going on in the woods. I think you miss a lot of opportunity to learn and to pass stuff on to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to to gain knowledge. You know what I'm saying? There's there's so much information on hunting that you can read and you can develop a really good plan and some really good strategy on hunting by doing that. But there's nothing like actually getting out there and looking. You know what I'm saying? Every, and every type of hunting we do, we always cover at least, I'd say we cover at least a mile and a half, two miles, no matter what we're hunting. Yeah. and, and Like that, if we're squirrel hunting, we're like, we're walking, stopping, listening, nothing, keeping on going. Mm-hmm. We kind of have it mapped out. If we go here and we'll take a big loop, we'll end up back at the truck. Right. We turkey hunt, deer hunt, squirrel hunt, coon yeah. hunt. I mean, it's all, we're just straight up walking the whole time. Well, not not so much when we deer hunt. Not, I mean, not so much when we deer hunt. We, I mean, we set up. Yeah, but, but it, we do a lot more moving than most, than, than, than I'm going to say people. most people do. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's just me and right. you. Right. I mean, that's how I've killed the last three deer I've killed. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it's just a lot more fun. Now, like I said, if you can stomp an area out, though, like that creek bottom, I'm not planning on going back in there at all. If we hunt, we'll go in there and deer hunt from that ridge where we can overlook that creek bottom. Yeah. And uh, watch that creek bottom. I wouldn't even go back in there. You know what I'm saying? If even if I seen good hog sign and like, yeah, man, the hogs are coming in here hard, I would come and walk that ridge. You see what I'm saying? But there's so much you can't see unless you get down in there. Yeah. Yeah, you can look with binoculars and see what kind of trees are in there, and maybe even spot some acorns and see muscadine vines and stuff like that. But until you get down in there and actually put your feet on the soil and you know look at what's going on you really don't know yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's definitely you know we've done two small hunts and slash deer scouting then we we just trying to find these pigs slash deer scouting and i feel we've found some really nice deer hunting spots oh yeah you find it's easy i'm not gonna say it's easy but Usually, whenever you're doing any type of hunting, you usually come across somewhere where there's deer sign. Right. And that's just because there's just so many deer around here where we're hunting at. I mean, I I can't name a time I've been hunting turkeys or coon hunting or whatever where I haven't seen deer poop or rub or something like that. Well, I, I mean, like this spot we found today, it's evident deer are in there feeding right now. Yeah. Like probably as we speak you know they're in there so if sunday come along and i'm ready to go hunting and i just want a brand new fresh spot that's where i'm going i'd probably start on one end sit there for an hour or two get get up move go to another spot and as long as i got the wind right as long as the wind's not blowing down in that gully you know what I'm saying? Season season opens Saturday, right? Yeah. It's bow season mm-hmm. opens up Saturday, so that's the, it's the 11th. Yeah, September the 11th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I man, I, I think a lot of people associate, did you get a hog? Did you see one with success? 
to me the success was we got out there and and saw something new man that that outcropping where that rock was hanging over that creek oh yeah and it had all the dirt dauber nest on it man how many dirt dauber nests was on that it was probably i bet that's close to 30 dirt daubers i've been in the woods and seen dirt daubers uh make nest on rocks but man i ain't never seen that many now when it started to show enough come up at rain you know what i mean i thought to myself man it'd be nice to be be closer to that rock yeah because we could have got under that rock and probably not got a single drop of water on us my rotten tooth would have been over there. You know them dirt daubers built that nest there and all them nests, they wasn't getting damaged by the water. Oh yeah. They knew what they were you doing. You know what I mean? I'm surprised I'm surprised as many of these creek bottoms and stuff we walk we ain't seen a bunch of hornets' nests. Yeah, we we I seen one hornet when we got out the truck today. That's it. And that's it. But um so yeah, man, that was a success to me. To get in the woods, spend time with you and G Money, and uh, you know, found some muscadines. Yeah, cause found success, some success ain't just what ain't just. Oh yeah, we went hog hunting. Right. But just because we didn't kill or see a hog, that's that's two things out of many that we did do. What What would you rather do? Would you rather hog hunt all year long? Or, all right, let me back up. Would you rather go out there, bam, bust a hog right off the rip, and then not do no good the rest of the year, or would you hunt and kill one on the last day? What do you think you'd get more enjoyment out of? Probably hunting and killing one on the last day. Yeah. Because you got that. Because then you've got that whole year where you're in the pursuit for a hog. Mm-hmm. And that, that build up to, to finally getting one yeah, just makes the reward even that much better. Right. Because you right. can go out there and walk in the woods for an hour and a half, two hours, and boom, kill one. Yeah, I went out there yeah. and I killed a hog. But you can go out there and you can walk for 364 days. Right. And not see the first hog. And then that 365th day, you kill that hog. And you're like, mm hmm. Well, well, think about all you all you learned in that amount of time, right? Yeah. And think about all the things you've seen. You know, that helps when you're hunting, especially, a, you know, we're hunting a, a piece of public land that's thousands upon thousands of acres. So when we go in there turkey hunting, or deer hunting, hog hunting, and and we know that area, coon hunting. We know that area. We know the the best ways to drag something out. Yeah. We know how to tell somebody to get to us. I mean, Lord forbid one of us break our leg or ankle, have an accident. You know how to tell people to get in there to you. When you're talking to other people, you know, hey, man, I ain't seeing no deer, bud. You know what, man, I found a spot couple of weeks ago i ain't had a chance to hunt it you're more than welcome to hunt it how many times have we been on a piece of public property that we've hunted for years and somebody new shows up and you talk to them and they're like man where's a good spot man don't it make you feel good to say hey man this spot right here and you can break the map out and show them Right here, man, I, you know, I think this is a good spot. Or, you know, usually during this month, you know, the, the deer are doing this. Or 
you know i've seen some hog tracks over here or man two years ago the turkeys was wearing this out you know and i got on them a couple of times i'm not gonna hunt it this year man go over and check it out oh yeah you you only get that by putting your boots on the ground son and and walking and looking and learning you know i just i think a lot of people lose lose a a lot by finding one spot and just hunting that even two or three spots a lot of the a lot of the times where we hunt is spots where somebody else has went in there hunted seen something and it's coming and they've told us about it like oh, where yeah, we just, hog hunted at today yeah he went down there turkey hunting totally. hogs run up to him yeah hey i seen some hogs down here y'all mm-hmm. back in turkey season we're gonna go down there and we're gonna try it out then right we right. ain't never been down there looking for hogs let's, let's yeah that's the first time we've been down there looking for hogs yeah so i mean we sort of know that now this part of the year next year we won't go back there when we start our pursuit for hogs yeah you know what i'm saying now we now we know what's going on we now. went in there and got some some intel right off the rip. Plus the fire break we come out on is a fire break we've hunted before yeah we've so, turkey hunted that a bunch. so now we know hey if you cut off that fire break right here I can tell you what's going to be down in there. Right. Believe that. As to where we wouldn't have been able to yeah, yesterday. That's right. Believe that. You, you know, you get down in there and get you a deer. Call call me up. Hey, Daddy, you remember where we seen that 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 outcropping of that rock that had all them dirt dauber nests on it? Yeah. Well, I got me a deer. I just stuck him. I'm about to start tracking him. All right, bud, I'm heading, heading your way. I'm going to come in from the fire break. Yeah, come in from the well. Then you maybe you say, "No, don't come in from the maybe fire he break." Run back the other he way. run the opposite way. Now say, "Okay, I'll come in off Rattlesnake Road mm-hmm. and come in that way." So I mean, it's just the information you can gain is just immense. That's one reason I don't like hunting, or, or excuse me, I don't get in a club anymore, is because you pay anywhere from five, twelve hundred, two thousand dollars. And you've invested that money. You've invested the money and time to go down there. If you're going to do a food plot or put out corn, whatever it may be, get a camper down there. You know, you're running cameras, going back and forth every week, every other week. You're investing a lot of time and money. So you're going to want to hunt those one or two stands that you've got. Yeah. The whole year. And for me, I like to get out. And just and the to get out and hunt, man. To get out, somebody might say, "Well, you sounds like to me you're doing a lot of walking, not hunting." Now we hunting. Trust me, we hunting. It's just the way we hunt. So that that's one reason I don't really care for a club, and I ain't knocking clubs at all. I mean, y'all y'all basically grew up hunting clubs. You know, plus, plus when you're in a club with somebody, there's always going to be them one or two people in there that's. No, this is my spot right here. Yeah. Because they seen a big old deer there. Well, no, this is my spot. I don't want you walking around over here. Yeah. Now, I would suggest, my, me personally, like like when y'all was younger, it was nice to have a club because I didn't have to worry about that. Right? And plus, y'all wasn't going to be able to walk that much and yeah. get out and do the scouting and stuff like that. So, it, it, it made y'all, gave y'all the opportunity to go in and, 
and be able to say, hey, yeah, check this out. You know, this uh, this is where we're going to hunt and learn, you know, a small piece and see the deer that's coming in and out, you know, and go from there. And then, you know, we had stands that, that y'all were able to access younger, you know, 12, 13 years old. And, you know, you was able to know the whole property. So I guess I, I guess the first club it would have been that uh, you you might have been we might have been in one before I remember it but Washington County was the first club I remember being in. Yeah, well we had one. Remember the club where you flipped the four wheeler? Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, we I was going down the road and I turned back and looked at y'all and you pointed in front of me and them turkeys was lined up. up how and down the how road. old was you? Oh, I was young. I was a little joker. Back I can't then. remember how old you was. That's back in the day. That's back when I was still rocking the mohawks. Yeah, you had a mohawk. I didn't even have. I didn't have a shirt on. That's back when my style was mohawk. Probably didn't have my glasses on. No shirt. My blue jean shorts, and then I always had them black boots that looked yeah. like rattlesnake skin that had the red design going up the side of them, like yeah. a slithering design. Yeah, I, I rocked that style for two or three years straight, cuh. Yeah, that was a club. You was going down through there and. On that little, that was a Polaris, wasn't it? That little yeah. 50. Yeah. You they turned. Set up looking like a race car. You turned around and looked at us like, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Then you it, wasn't doing nothing, I by know. the way. And then daddy's like, look at that. Turn, told me to turn around and look at the turkeys. And I, I turned around to look and saw that I was about to hit a pine tree, cuz. Yeah. And I, it was up on the bank a little bit. And I turned them handlebars real hard to the left. And that thing just rolled over. It didn't roll over sideways. Neither you flipped it over front ways. No, I rolled it over sideways. No, you I? flipped it over front ways. Was it front ways? Yeah. Yeah. So it scared me to death, son. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how old you was. You uh man. Five or six? Oh, I was I was a baby. <laughs> five five or six years old, I guess. Oh yeah, I was young. Then that same four wheeler, back when we lived in Rockmark, remember we had that big hill in the backyard that was nothing but briars. And he was like, if you ride that four-wheeler through that briar patch, I'll give you $5 or something like that. And I started up the side of that hill, and that thing said, gadoop, gadoop. And I just <laughs> rolled straight back down that hill. <laughs> That's why you can't have a four-wheeler, Cunny. You ain't got no sense. But anyways, back to the hunting hunting club <laughs> at Washington County. That was that was the first time I believe I ever remember building a shooter house. Yeah. We worked on that shooter house all day long. Man, it was hot, too. Yeah. So so experiences like that in a club, I think, hold a bunch of value, especially when, when kids are young. So I'm not saying don't, you know, I'm anti-club because I'm not. But what I'm saying is, is that we don't hunt that way now. I, what, what do you think? I mean, you've been in a club. What? How do you like to hunt better? You got a club and you sort of got specific spots. Or the way we hunt now? Uh, I think I like hunting a club better. Really? Simply because because of the fact that you don't have to go out there and worry about if you're going to walk upon somebody else or if somebody else is going to be where you're trying to be or you're going to go out there like well, the night before we go hunting, we'll say, okay, this is a gate we're going to meet at. Or, hey, I'm going to go to this gate and you go to that gate. And you might get there and there'd be four or five cars there already. Right. As to where if you have your own hunting club, 
usually usually when somebody has a hunt glove they leave and they go down there for the weekend or the week so they're down there and they're hunting and, right. and you ain't got to worry about them all them other people being there right you kind of know okay i just go right here in the morning and you ain't got to worry about it hmm. yeah. you see what i'm saying yeah i see what you're saying i see what you're saying i think another reason i like to have multiple multiple spots uh that we get from hunting the way we hunt is a lot of times say you end up having to work on a saturday you know it's just mandatory so there cuts out you going down to the club for the weekend if your club's far off or you know vice versa maybe maybe you got something you got to do yeah and you still want to try to get your hunt in you know we got multiple spots around here that i mean we can we we're we're blessed with the places to hunt i mean that we don't have to worry about that it's nice and it's convenient to have the spots that we have too because me and you we live right down the road well not far not gonna say right down the road but not far from a spot we can go out and hit and we can be there in 10 minutes right out of the truck and walking into the woods yeah and we can get off work at 5 5 30 be there by if we get off at 5 30 we can be there well before six Mm-hmm. We still got two or three hours of daylight left on. Right, right. Before we even got to start heading back to the truck. Believe that. So it ain't like we're rushed. That's right. Ain't as no to doubt. Where, where you have a hunting club, like when we had the one in Washington County, that's a three-hour ride. Mm-hmm. So that was a, you and Shorty got off work on Friday night. Me and Buck had everything ready to go in the truck. We had to load it all up. You'd usually We'd usually eat supper before we left the house. We weren't leaving the house till 8 o'clock at night. Right. Getting down there at 11, 12 o'clock. Yeah. And then we was waking up 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Right. Hunting all the way till dark. Coming back to the camper, eating food, whatever. They're listening to solid gold oldies. Yeah. And then same thing again Sunday. And then come out of the woods Sunday at lunch and come back home. That's right. So really you only got a day and a half of hunting. Yeah. As to where we hunt these spots we got around here. We can get up. We can hunt all day. We can have two or three days of hunting. Right. Believe that. Absolutely. Because we, we ain't got that three-hour car ride back in there. Yeah. So we ain't, we ain't got to leave at 12 o'clock. We can yeah. leave there when it's time to get out. Shooting light ends. We can yeah. be out in the woods in 10 minutes from the house. Believe that. Chill, so chill. It's convenient. Convenience. Man, we had dove season open. Oh yeah, dove season is uh, it's dear to my heart for the main reason it's been a tradition for so many years. For uh, once y'all got old enough to where you could wheel a shotgun around in a sensible manner and try to follow a bird and squeeze the trigger, we've been out there every year. Opening day, dove hunting. Every year about 12 o'clock opening day. Until this year. this year. Yeah, so so the season started. We've said it a many times. People's probably tired of hearing it, but it excited us. You know, the season in Georgia for so many years opened at 12. Opened at the hottest time of the day. Well, you know, that gave us a time to, wherever we was hunting, have fellowship. You know, yeah. we'd always have some barbecue and. Yeah, we was always talk and cut up. And we'd usually get there around six o'clock in the morning. Still, yeah, six yeah. o'clock in the morning. You hang out. We'll all eat around eleven thirty, twelve. 
about yeah. 1231, way on the dove field. So this year we was there at daylight, and uh, it was a nice, cool morning, which is, hey. And it's, uh, it stayed pretty cool all the way up did. to about lunch. It did. We was hunting a, a buddy of ours, Shorty, planted some millet way back when and, and cut the millet. And we uh, we got to hunt that millet patch and plowed up some ground. Doves like to hit hit spots that are freshly plowed and stuff, too. Yeah. And, um, so we was able to hunt that, blessed to be able to hunt that, and me, you, and Buck, and G-Money, and Shorty, and a couple other guys was there hunting. And, man, that just that tra- tradition, that fellowship that comes along with doing the same thing every year, yet normally in a different manner. I mean, we've oh, yeah. hunted we've hunted the, the same place basically for three or four years, five or six years. Yeah. Five and we've years. hunted it different every single year. We between all of us, we only got like twenty birds. Now that wasn't that wasn't because we didn't have the birds. That was because we didn't shoot worth a flip. I killed one bird between <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, and I probably shot I probably shot two boxes of shells. That bone, Cody, you got to pick and it I up. I killed son. one bird, and I didn't even retrieve. What do you think bird. he was doing? Shooting them too far away, or what? I can't. I've, I can't never figure out that shotgun y'all got me using. So this shotgun's a, a 12-gauge, it's model 88, it's Mossberg. Mm-hmm. And it was Buck's 12-gauge, and the bead had come off of it. So instead of buying the bead, we're just going to use with aiming through the barrel. And Buck turkey hunted with this thing without a bead on it. So so Buck's pretty used to this gun. Well, he, he decided he was going to paint it one night. Yeah. Or one day. And he had it taped up all cattywampus and all kinds of stuff. And it just looks, it looks like something you got out of a storage unit or something. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what to call it. But I'm out here with this gun that's like half, I don't even, I guess that's like a desert tan type green color. Right. But it looks gonky. Anyway, so I'm out here shooting at these birds with no bead. So I'm trying to, I still got to try and figure out the, how to aim with it. Right. Because Buck, Buck told me just put the barrel in front of the bird. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm putting it too far when, ahead of him. When I'm duck hunting, that's what I do. I cover the bird up with the barrel. I don't worry about that bead. That bead's for fancy folks, son. I got to have my bead. Our son. guns, you jawing on that gun. I got to have my bead. You jawing on that gun. Our guns are, are tools, man. We ain't got our guns for for prettiness and to show off. Our guns. I, I, I next year I'm gonna have to get my baby back from G. Next year G's gonna have to step it up and shoot the twelve gauge so I can get my twenty back from G. Yeah, so that's my baby. That's my good luck charm. <laughs> Why ain't you sad, man? I want to shoot that twenty. Well, because I know how G Money is. Yeah, he's all. Hey, G Money was wearing them out. Oh, G G Money. I was think he getting, killed. He killed five or six. He killed six. Yeah, and not just landing like flying yeah like he the last year he killed one and this year he killed six it surprised me and i really feel like he didn't miss that many i feel like he didn't miss that many i feel he might have shot 15 times no no because he said he about went through a full box yeah he had he had three shells left to a box so he shot 22 times Mm -hmm. and killed six hey man for him 
for this being his third year really dove hunting. And he and, ain't, and he ain't never even shot skeet or nothing like that. No. G's going off solely. I shot doves last year. Yeah. And that's all the practice he's had with shooting anything and, flying. And just listening to us talking. And, man, he, he did awesome. Awesome. For 11 years old, I think he did awesome, son. And he was rubbing it in, son. Oh, yeah. The whole time. He was eating it me, up. Me and him got out there and got to cleaning them that night. Mm-hmm. G-Money, he goes, he goes, Cooney, how does it feel that you're cleaning my birds? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these doves, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wonder to myself about these doves. You know, doves are migratory birds. Yeah. So I wonder how many of these doves that we're hunting are have actually migrated because we got resident doves down here just like resident geese yeah and a few resident ducks how many of these doves are actually have migrated from the north and southern canada how many of these are actually migrated doves i'd like to read a study on that you know what i mean if i had to guess i bet a lot of i bet it's a lot less than what's residential doves you think so? I think so. Man, we need to look into that. I'm a, I'll look into it. Yeah. So, you know, doves mate for, to, life. for life. So They're just like geese mate for life too, don't they? Yeah, ducks. Yeah. Geese, ducks. So I always wonder when I see a, a single dove coming, dang, that joker done lost his mate. Or when you see a single dove sitting on a power line, dang, that joker done lost his mate. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, like really think about it, when when the season first starts, when the season first starts, normally they come in a minimum of two at a time. Now yeah. we had some groups of eight and ten, and even yeah, probably fifteen coming in that that might not even come over our field. We just seen them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then just like we hunted the first the first morning saturday morning and then saturday evening was real slow i, th- I think we didn't even hardly see any uh that the field down the road from us they killed i think 148 down the road from us and then we went sunday morning and we didn't killed one yeah and i, I think i buck. think we might have seen five or six buck buck killed that collar dove yeah that collar dove now now the doves were primarily hunting or morning doves yep and, and there's the, a, there's a, a bag limit of 15 a day on them yeah so 15 per person yeah but now the collar dove there there's no limit on them no limit so you can you can kill as many of those a day as you want but right i didn't be honest with you i didn't even know they was a thing as a collar dove until Buck killed that one. Sunday. Oh yeah, right when I seen it, I knew what it was. But it was really, really huge compared to another dove. Yeah, it was. It's pretty big. But I noticed the breast wasn't much bigger. No. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't much. Yeah. It's uh. But yeah, man, that's what I love is just the the tradition. I love getting out there with everybody and and talking and cutting up. Of course, this year we didn't have our. We didn't have our little lunch like we normally no, do. No, we didn't. Because we started in the morning, but yeah. plus there wasn't, but like you said, five or six of us out there. Yeah. To our normal, what, 10, 15? Right. But uh, no, this year we just went to the Hickory Hut for lunch. Right. Which is still pretty fun. I like food. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Coney. I was going to say something. I don't forgot it now. It's probably about food. 
you got to thinking about food and you just messed everything up. No. So, but that that's what I, you know, I can't, I'm not, maybe I'm beating a dead horse, but that tradition, that family tradition of hunting, you know, with y'all and G-Money, uh, I missed Austin being here because he really loves dove hunting. And I, I started because, you know, Austin's got that Benelli Supernova in there. Mm-hmm. And he ain't never going to kill nothing with it, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, Austin, if you're listening to this, just give me it. So anyway. and I, I didn't I, even think about that. I started to grab that gun and just use it this year. He wouldn't have cared. But I was like, I better call him and ask him. So I tried to call him, but he didn't answer. I was like, Nah, yeah. I better not take it unless, unless I get the okay. He, Which he wouldn't have cared, but, he, you know, I don't want to. He he called me. He FaceTimed me from El Salvador uh, Saturday Yeah. while we was hunting, and I was talking to him. We was on the dove field. That was special. I even got to say, hold on, and I threw the phone down, took a couple of shots, and uh, he's like, yeah, get on them, boy. Get on them. <laughs> So that was real special. Man, that just, I love hunting with y'all. I love that tradition of dove hunting. I'm, dove, I'm, what I was going to say earlier, dove real easy to clean, too. Do what? A dove real easy to clean. Oh, real easy. Meat. Yeah. Me and Buck were in here. What was it? We had nine that me and G cleaned the other Saturday night that we killed. Me and G had them cleaned, and Buck was in here making the, we take them and we make them into poppers, and you take them, you cut the breast in half. Yeah. Then you wrap them up with the cheese, put the cheese and the jalapeno, and you wrap them in bacon, cook them. Buck was in here making them, and he got down to like the last two, and he was like, oh, we got to go, going to go grab that collar dove. And it's just so easy to clean a dove. I ran out there, ripped the stuff off his breast, ripped the extra skin off, dug my thumb up under his breast, ripped the breast out, come in the house, cleaned it off, boom. Right. One dove in one minute believe that they're, they're easy to clean remember when uh that one year i think we'd got i think it was 86 was it 86 doves y'all time me on cleaning 72 it was 72 you sure it wasn't 86 no, it was it was in the 70 i'm pretty sure it was 72 all right so we got 72 doves do you remember the time we should have wrote it down it was As like the family record it was low <laughs> what well, I can't remember. I think the it was time. twelve minutes. I want to say you're right. Like twelve minutes. It was. It was almost thirteen minutes, but it was twelve minutes. Are you sure? Something. You sure it wasn't eighty six? No, it was. I think it was definitely seventy, seventy two. Well, I've I've told the story many a times, and uh, I always tell it as under fifteen minutes, but I always tell it at eighty six. Well, you might be lying. What? So. <laughs> Whoa, son! Wow! I believe it's. It was in the. I think it was seventy or seventy-two. It might hmm. have been seventy-six. It was in the seventies. Right. I know for a fact. But the time was like twelve minutes and forty-something seconds. Right. But you cleaned them all. Every one of them. In twelve minutes. And I don't something. play, but I don't clean doves no more. That's y'all's turn. That that was my last. No, but I growl. will say this: when me and G were out there cleaning, you were studying it hard, son. You wanted you wanted to step in and go, <laughs> "No, you got to do it like this." And hey, I just oh, G money man, <laughs> he cleaned that first dove, and I don't think he'd ever cleaned a dove before. Right. But he and he dug his thumb up under that breast, and I bet he twiddled around with that thing for two or three minutes trying to get that breast off there. Man. And Daddy's just sitting there. That ain't how I showed you how to do that. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. You got to. 
I really enjoy dove season, the the tradition. It's just it's where it's at. I look, it's like Christmas every every year for me. Dove season is one of them huntings. You go out there and you can sit there all day and not kill anything, and still have fun. Believe that, absolutely. It's we were family, we were friends. You know what I mean? It's oh, a yeah. blessing to be there. Which leads me to this. Something that's been on me for a couple of days. And I've been waiting to talk to you about it. Is uh, embracement. Embracement. Have you ever thought about embracing? I talked to a friend of mine about this. What God has put into your life. Embracing what God has put into you embracing and i'm talking from all the way from situations like just like today when we was hunting and we come out and it was pouring down rain you know what i mean i felt we handled that really good we embraced that situation yeah we was jogging we started jogging back to the truck in the rain we started putting in a little work didn't we making a video and how how fun was that it was fun we just run up down the road. Ow, ow. And when's the last time you ever jogged in the road, in the rain, down a dirt road? Never. I don't think I've ever jogged down a dirt road. In in the rain. In, we, in we, the rain. We started jog. We jogged to the truck. Well, not all the way to the truck, but most of the way to the truck. Most we, of the time when I'm running in the woods, it's towards a, a turkey. I ain't never just intentionally running <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> so, you know, we we embraced that. We got joy. Out of that situation, it could have been miserable and sat there and said, oh, man, now it's raining. we got to walk back to the truck in the rain. Why didn't we look at the weather before we come and this and that? I and think that. our bodies are used to the rain anyway because let's be honest. I'm going to say 70% of the time we go hunting, we just get trenchly down and pour it on. Right. So, I mean, it's like it's like rain don't even affect us. Like if we look on the radio before we leave the house, if it's, if everything's green, but the whole map's covered in green. We're still going hunting. Oh, believe that. That's just rain. The only dilemma we had about the rain today was is we didn't really get to go where we wanted to because my truck's two-wheel drive, and I know we knew if it come up a torrential downpour. And that spot's kind of spotty with service. So right. How long it take to get a hold of something, right. I don't know. But, but we embraced it. Now, I feel so good about it because it wasn't a, hey, man, let's embrace it. We just did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just did it. We, we The joy was there. We, you know, we just did it. So Yeah, we, we... So what about when you get angry or upset, even at a particular person, embracing that and praying for that person to be blessed? And not in an egotistical way, not praying for them to see things your way. Praying for that person to be blessed. Um, embracing sorrow. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about the things you can do, the abilities and tools that you've got that God's given you to, to use the feelings you have for the glory of God? God's forgiven us. And shown us the riches of his glory. You know what I mean? And the the 
the way to 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 do that is the to have a life of worship in Christ to embrace everything you see what I'm saying yeah do you feel what I'm saying yeah I do um God gives us mercy has and gives us mercy all the time a life of worship is the appropriate response embrace you know what I mean I was reading earlier and uh I knew I was going to share that with you today and uh I come across this this verse that I was going to share with you that Romans 12 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service your reasonable service a life of worship is the response to the mercy of God. To the mercy God has given. You feel what I'm saying? I do. Embrace. That's just, that was just on my heart. That's mm-hmm. that's how I'm feeling right now. You know what I mean? Um so I just wanted to share that with you, Ratchaloon. Thank you for sharing cornbread. Right. <laughs> so yeah, man, we had a good Good Labor Day weekend. Extremely blessed. Beyond belief. Um, Had a ball. Had a ball. Killed some doves. Killed some doves. Made some chili cheeseburgers. Tradition. Tradition. Made some dove poppers. Man, I got bit by a spider real quick before we go. I swatted one of those spider webs. Somebody needs to devise a device. Devise a device. All right. So. I don't like swinging my gun up and down, swatting spider webs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know, like on a four wheeler, they got little fork things that come up to knock spider webs down before you get to them if you're riding t- trails. Okay. And somebody can say, well, why don't you just get you a walking stick? Man, I'm toting a gun. I'm trying to jump a pig right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to jump a pig, and I don't need to be dropping the stick and then trying to shoot the pig. You know, you get what I'm saying? I do. So, storm your old brain up a little bit. So, this bit. might be a little old school right here. All right, this <laughs> might be just a little old school. I, I, I feel a smart mouth comment coming. This, this might be just a little old school, but the invention that was come up with long, long ago was your feet. And if you take them and you just walk through it and don't worry about it, what's going to happen? Coming from the man that said a few weeks ago, I'm tired of these spider webs and all these spiders. But I didn't say somebody needs to come up with something I could knock them off with. I just kept walking through them, didn't I? What was I going to do about it? You was walking behind me. Today, because I learned my lesson last time when I led the pack. <laughs> don't walk in the front. Let this other joker knock off the spider webs. Wow. Down. Coney, I'm gonna end it with that. I'm gonna end it with I'm gonna end that with your selfishness. With you making selfishness. With How you making selfish? me getting bit by the spiders. I I wasn't saying I was selfish, I'm just saying I was learned. You know what? I was taught that if you go behind the guy in front of you, 
Let him be the leader of the pack. He'll get rid of those for you. Coney. Made my hunt a lot Coney, better. you just ended the podcast. You just ended it. I don't know. Ready? Set. Go. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces. <laughs>